All right, we are back. This is Les Pod. I am your host, Amanda Costner, and today we are recapping First Kill Episode 2. With me today is a good friend of mine, an author and a bona fide country lesbian expert. Please help me welcome Erin. Hello, I'm Erin, as you know. (laughs) Erin, how have you been finding the show so far? Okay, well, um, just to be like a complete purist for the podcast, I only watched the first two episodes. So I I have no no idea what happens afterwards. Um, So far, overall, it kind of feels to me like... um, kind of like a CW show, which I know I like. I know a lot of people may not like that vibe, but I like all the pretty colors and the shiny people. And (laughs) I don't want to have to think too hard about it. So (laughs) I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just so spot on. I, in the, I was discussing the first episode with Ash Silver and telling her that um, the author said of the short story the show is based off of said like while writing it she had a pilot in mind and I was like oh I wonder if she specifically had a pilot on the CW in mind because it is so CW style. Mm-hmm. It's um, like, okay, so oh sorry, I was just I was just gonna say it's like a little bit of like almost like Riverdale a little bit meets like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Supernatural meets true blood I don't know (laughs) yes yes perfect description um okay so we start off uh the back of the cliffhanger we got at the end of episode one I really loved the scenes of Calliope just running in the middle of the streets I just thought that was great cinematography (laughs) yeah I um I enjoyed that I uh at first I thought like the police were were you know, I, I really felt kind of like in her head, like the police were coming after her or whatever, but I knew that they couldn't be. So I was, I was interested in what was going to happen. I was, um, you know, very, uh, interesting twist of fate that her mom happened to be taking out the garbage right at that moment. (laughs) Another little (laughs) CW moment for us, but, uh, were they chasing her for a little while? Cause they thought she was involved with the party. You know, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be um, like objectively that they were or if it was supposed to be like from her perspective, like you can see her like looking over her shoulder. And but I feel like if they had actually been chasing her, then they wouldn't have just like given up when she like hopped over the car or whatever, like they would have kept chasing her. So I feel like they maybe they weren't actually chasing her. Maybe they were just headed because, you know, they got the 911 call or whatever. That makes sense. Um, well, it but, really meant a very high energy start to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was obviously like, you know, waiting to see what would happen after the cliffhanger. So I knew it was going to be something. But <laughs> I, w- I wasn't expecting a giant green goo monster. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, we get back to Cal's house and Talia, Apollo and Theo are contending with a monster. Uh, this is another, I mean, we saw them in episode one, but this one, we really get the green gooey. Some people are complaining about the CGI. <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Not Aaron. No, that like really made it for me. Um, like, honestly, if it had been a better monster, I might've been sad. <laughs> <laughs> 
you don't want like Game of Thrones level realism. Well, like, I mean, just like know your audience. We like camp. <laughs> like, you're, it's not going to be the next Game of Thrones. Just lean into the the goo. <laughs> I, I think they could actually increase the camp. I don't know how, yeah. like get some, yes. have them get, come out of the fight with like slime on their bodies or something. Yes, please, please do that. <laughs> like, and cause, and I feel like maybe, um, and maybe it's because I'm only two episodes in, but I feel like one minute it's like lighthearted and kind of silly. And then the next minute it, it gets like really intense. So I'm like, you know, I want the tone to maybe go a little bit more in the silly direction. I totally agree. I think they could camp it up a little, especially since like they're not, you know, breaking the bank on the although from what I know it's it's super expensive. So, but yeah, they need to up the up the campiness, I think. Yeah. <laughs> make, make it a little more fun. Um totally. We we learned that Juliet is not dead. That was a shock for me. I thought they were going to kill off the lead right away. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was going to answer that in good faith. (laughs) No, no. Obviously, (laughs) we know she has to leave. She has to live. So we get the Romeo and Juliet. We can't just have half of Romeo and Juliet. That's depressing. (laughs) It is, although that is how it ends. Well, it ends up at zero (laughs) at the end. So maybe, hopefully, it's happier than that. (laughs) Let's hope we don't get that. Um, they really, I thought, tried to gross us out with the pulling out of the dagger, just the slow. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. Um, I just know that if I, what I know is that if I had come home late at night and I was holding something up against my chest, my mother would have immediately known that I was trying to hide something. And that would be the first thing she asked me about. So I was really shocked that Juliet got away with covering oh, up the dagger. Loot. She's like, so oh, when no, she comes home, she's, she's just like holding her sweater like this. And she's just like, <laughs> got it hugged, you know, just like just cuddling with her sweater. And she's like, yeah, mom, I just killed someone and it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, they're very proud. They they assume she's gotten her first kill. First period, yes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna have her little red tent party. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then we go back to Cal's place and everyone is pissed at Apollo for taking a summoner from the graveyard. Am I crazy or am I like I'm on Apollo site? I see some cool shit. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even know that was a rule until they said that it was a rule but like wouldn't you want to see what the artifact is i would just take it i would just risk it i probably wouldn't be a good very good monster hunter no you (laughs) i don't think you would be for various reasons hey guys i found this really cool the end of end of earth (laughs) 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 or you would fall you you just like fall asleep on watch (laughs) i can't stay up uh theo is like you ruined this picture of me and my mom that's how you know he's an older millennial because he still has pictures without a digital backup yes i didn't even think of that but yes it's the last thing (laughs) his mom was really into crafting oh yeah she made the picture she made the picture frame oh yes in the frame oh yeah it was actually more about the frame than the picture wasn't it i just I don't know. I thought it was like, it was definitely like, 
you know, it's, it's like my last thing on earth that I have of my mother just was conveniently in the way of this monster. And this is a great object lesson for Apollo, who is obviously not not going to listen. So yeah, no, he's got so a trouble know, on his shoulder. He he's trouble. He's trouble. Yeah, he's like the um, you know, his arc is going to be like learning to not be a a kid who just wants to do the adventurous thing, and like you know, he's gonna have to learn to calm down. Yeah, he's gonna have like a re- like a kind of like mini hopefully a mini redemption arc because I like him I like the character so I like I want him to like I like it too keep being a good guy you know yeah yeah. because I feel like the thing is like maybe he'll just get so frustrated or something that he'll oh you can see I don't know oh that's a possibility we'll see if you're right they're setting up a lot of tension I don't know where it's gonna go they are they are yeah, because then they have the meeting, and then right away in that meeting with that one guy at the bar, he's like, I'm not into this at all. I'm not, I'm just not into it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like really okay. like, yeah. So then we get to a really interesting part where Cal's mom is like giving her an interrogation because she tells her mom, like, hey, I staked a vamp. And then the mom's like, Did did the vampire disappear? And and then Cal's like, no. And I was wondering, like, why is it Talia concerned that maybe her daughter just murdered like a non-vampire real life human? I had that thought too, because she was just like, okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> if I was her mom, I'd be like, carry the okay, what if that was a real ooh? <laughs> like, I think we need to talk about it more. <laughs> yeah, right. Um yeah. <laughs> Right. And then we get um, the dream sequence, which was interesting. Remind me, because there's so many dream sequences. Remind me which one so it is. She's, she's dreaming and there's like a monster or it's her mom that turns into a monster and then her mom saves her. Um, and then her mom like tells her yeah. this oh, line and she's like, the yeah. worst monsters are the ones who appear to be human. And it reminded me of like stuff in the Bible about like devil in sheep's clothing oh yeah people in church used to be so gay balls about lucifer like he's so handsome and seductive (laughs) (laughs) like like, okay mom (laughs) all right (laughs) your mom was like look out for those handsome devils (laughs) (laughs) basically (laughs) no you're right on though you have a good good point like that's a i think it is maybe alluding to that to the bible a little bit i don't know the Bible's pretty oh sexy. Oh, <laughs> totally, totally sexy, especially that Old Testament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we get to Juliet's sister, who apparently is an intern for the district attorney. She's using it to get access to dead bodies. And she works some, uh, She's she's got like a flashy green eye magic where she can make people forget and think whatever she wants them to think. Yeah, so Zoe and I were at my wife Zoe, for people who don't know, um, <laughs> you know, no, obviously. Just say Zoe. Everybody will know Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Zoe and I were actually talking about that because we were talking about, like, okay, like, she's really hot, right? Like, we all agree that Eleanor is like super hot. And, uh, but also, you wouldn't want to date her but you would want to hang out like for sure. (laughs) And that's about, yeah, yeah, it's it's a very one dimensional character, but it's one that I really enjoy watching. So 
I I thought she was my favorite in episode one because everything was very it wasn't slow it was, it was like ex- somewhat expected in episode one just because pilots are hard they're setting everything up and I was like oh who's this villainous hot you know evil woman who's like you know I don't care you know I do whatever I want I, I was really interested in her yeah yeah and that was um you know maybe like I don't know if we'd seen her do that specific power before was that like the first I think that was like yeah, the first episode time two. she uses that mm-hmm. yeah so that was really uh interesting I didn't know that the vampires had like different powers yeah this is like one of our first clues that they're all kind of special yeah so that was kind of interesting and uh, um, the liver part was cool too <laughs> <laughs> oh when she's in the uh with the body and the cat uh... well I guess like the uh what's her name Ashley Stanford Ashley Ashley something she like had her liver ripped out oh Smashley the girl that died yes yes Smashley that's what they that's the only thing I remembered was that they called her Smashley yes Smashley has her liver ripped out how funny is it that they make the victim of this like um a somebody who like parties a lot like the pictures they show of the victim are always like yeah (laughs) Smashley's parents really wanted everybody to know the real Smashley at her vigil. <laughs> well, Smashley, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like the parents in this show are like super, super chill. They're like, ho- they're the ones hosting the big party. Like they're all hosting the big, like somebody's parents is, are like hosting that party and buying all the booze. And when you walk into the party, they have like cocktails, like fancy cocktails set up. I'm like, whose parents did this? See, I didn't even catch that, but that makes sense. Well, I I saw that and I was like, who's financing this? And then like the cops were like, where do you think they got all the booze? Oh, their parents. (laughs) And I was like, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very 2022 that parents are now financing high schoolers parties and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I never got to go to parties like that. Oh, heck no. Me neither. No. I know. Like when I was in high school, the biggest party I went to was like a church lockout, locked out or something. Like <laughs> I, I, I was not uh, with the cheerleaders and the, you know, I didn't, I didn't experience it that way. I got to go to the high school musical cast party because I begged my parents to let me go. And they were like, I don't know about those theater kids, <laughs> but they let me go. <laughs> But I had to be home early. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> they were right. They were right, though. They <laughs> it were was right. pretty those, wild. Those kids are sexually active, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not with me, of course, but, you know, with everybody. Everyone else is having <laughs> sex. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, Aaron. <laughs> uh, how funny is that scene where uh, Calliope's mom is asking her to show her exactly how things went in the closet when she staked the vampire and um as an audience member you're like I don't think you want her to show you because you would be making out with your daughter then and I didn't know how far they were gonna go with that I didn't know (laughs) at that point what kind of show it was right so I was really happy when she was just like okay you have good form end of conversation oh I love that line she's like your form is perfect (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) um Um, Juliet's dad is worried because 
we don't slaughter, we feed. That's the line he gives us. Apparently they don't know her at all because why do they think this? The first episode, she won't even do anything. She's, that's why she's trying to take the blood pills, but they think she's like slaughtering people. Well, because of the whole liver situation. Right. Yeah. But I just feel like, why would why do they believe she did that? I guess because they're thinking who else did it. I think her mom wants to believe it, like, so badly. Um, and, but I, I don't think Eleanor believes it. Um, yes. I haven't seen, I haven't seen episode three, but I have a feeling like it's going to come out. That yeah, Eleanor definitely seems to be the one who's, like, in the know. Yeah, yeah, she knows all. She, like, knows what's up. She knows yeah. all kinds um, of things you can't you even imagine. Their brother did that. They're all so afraid. I think his name is Oliver. Um, why are they all so afraid? I guess he like played with squirrels. I, I, what do you think happened with this elusive brother they keep referring to that they're afraid Juliet's going to turn into? He, they, they almost make him out to be like some sort of serial killer. Like he's yeah. messing around with dead animals. Like he must just really like killing. Yeah. But maybe in a way that is too vulgar for their sensibilities. Yeah, these are very wealthy, high-class vampires who live in a very big mansion. Yes, as are a lot of beautiful people on TV. And again, another aspect of the show that I like, like when, like, I am seriously just enjoying all the, like, cool sets and the beautiful colors and just the very shellacked and lovely people yeah, so it's, it's, I don't I don't I don't mind the affluence as much <laughs> it's an aesthetic I think see I think I, I I like seeing it but I I think I would prefer if they were like uh I said this in my YouTube video like a pizza shop family like they just made a pizza <laughs> shop like and they were like on top of being a struggling, hardworking family that owns a small business, we also have to drink blood. And this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're a legacy family. So they've been accumulating wealth since like the Napoleonic Wars or something. I don't know. Like, Do if, you they, think if, you... if they only owned a pizza shop by that point in history, <laughs> like I wouldn't want to know what was wrong with that family okay so that answers that question i was gonna ask you like obviously i was gonna ask you how do you think you would do if you lived thousands and thousands of years and you would be a bazillionaire you're telling me maybe not because i'm not saying i would be a savvy investor (laughs) (laughs) do you think do like the banks notice when you invest and you just never die do they do they how do you how does that work Maybe not before electronic records, but now I think they definitely <laughs> would notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I guess if you've lived that long, you would have an idea of like, okay, here's how to keep accumulating and grow wealth. Like I put a penny in the bank in 1908. <laughs> now it's 2022. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, um, the father daughter part is my personal favorite part of the episode because it's when I learned Juliet named her childhood doll Amanda and I get a nice little shout out. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that you were so scared of storms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, do you think she named her Amanda because Amber was taken? One of the other dolls was named Amber. What who names their dolls these names? It, it, it's a very millennial name for a doll. 
so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Juliet's dad is like, remind me to tell you of my first kill story sometime. What a good vampire dad. I can't figure out, like, does he like, is does he like killing, like, if it's just, like, to eat? Or, because he seems like a reluctant vampire, but, like, not so reluctant that he's, like... I don't think so- he likes it. He's the district attorney. He's going after killers. But he's, they're all still like, well, you have to get your first kill. And let me tell you about, let me tell you about my first kill. So I'm getting mixed signals a little bit. I know. Yeah. Hopefully that gets explained a little more why the first one has to be a kill. I almost wonder if it's like, you know, well, this will give you enough self-control. So you only have to kill sometimes. Maybe her dad only eats murderers. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah, like uh actually that would be that would work out for society if he like would take out the uh, all the bad guys, all the bad people. He's the DA, he knows exactly. He knows who they are. Yeah, he knows. That's actually really convenient. Yeah. I wonder if that's like literally going to be a plot line. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, we called it or you called it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so uh we have the vigil where for Smashley uh cal hides from her mom that juliet is a vampire i can only guess it's because she's got some feelings she's caught feelings yes she has caught some feelings um i do have to go back to knowing exactly who smashley is i loved her headshot at the (laughs) funeral and she's like hey baby got gypped should we have gotten a little bit more smashly before they killed her off i really want to know i want to get to know smashly a little bit better <laughs> can, maybe can we later in the season get a flashback just like a smashly cameo with ben and and the gang or something like just everybody having fun and like a fun smashly moment i would love that yeah maybe a heartfelt montage <laughs> <laughs> uh things get a little weird when juliet starts crying blood yeah, uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got the big confrontation. Calliope is confronting her, and it like it breaks out into a chase, essentially. Um, and this is the first time we're getting them talking since the, the big closet makeout stabbing. Well, okay, so I struggled with this a little bit because you see that Cal is like really drawn to Juliet and I feel like in episode one they like really establish like how like that Juliet's had Juliet has the hots for Cal and she's like so into Cal and like I could I could see that they didn't really talk about why Cal would be like so into Juliet and so I wasn't feeling the chemistry there so they're they're trying to like you know cow's like chasing her or whatever through the school and i was like i just didn't think she was that into juliet you know i think we're getting this or maybe we're supposed to get it off just the back off of their physical chemistry in the the closet and that's it like surprise because i don't know if this has ever happened to you but i actually have experience where I like didn't think I was into somebody and then I started making out with him. Don't ask me why I'm making out with somebody I didn't think I was that into, but, and then I was like, and then I've, after that, I have actually walked away being like, no, I am. That felt good. Um, <laughs> so I wonder if the, just 
the surprise to me, I viewed it as Cal was trying to kill Juliet once she realized that Juliet's a vampire. And so she was using all the closet stuff to get her to in the position to stake her. But then she realized like she was into it. Um, and so then since then, it's been more of a physical thing. But you're right. We, we're not really getting a ton of, of why Cal is like super into Juliet. Yeah, I hope I hope that they like I can kind of see your point. Like maybe she just did just like really enjoy it that much. But I hope like maybe in the next few episodes they get in a, a little bit more to why like what the attraction is on Cal's side. Yeah, because you're right. It's like all their moments up before that, you know, you can see like Juliet's really into it and nervous, you know, the butterfly stuff and all mm-hmm. that. Or not the butterfly, the bee, <laughs> the famous, you know, bee. <laughs> yeah. um but then you know cal's like not it you know the first part of the makeout scene cal's like a statue cal's not into it um and then all of a sudden at the school it's like no she's so into her she's protecting her identity from her whole family who obviously if they find out are going to be upset yeah yeah and so yeah and i think you know there must be something going on uh, we're maybe we're not privy to yet or or maybe we're just supposed to accept that they're just very attracted to each other I don't know I think they want to just layer the Romeo and Juliet thing on and just be like okay they love each other but they can't be together now go <laughs> like that's what I feel <laughs> all like. right all right well then I'll accept it and we'll move on from there <laughs> <laughs> uh we get a, a really hot fight scene on the rooftop I thought both the actors like nailed this scene yeah, yeah. And um, it's also, I feel like we learned that vampires can just naturally fight. I didn't know that either. So that was cool. <laughs> and that their blood or Juliet's blood paralyzes people and it, it turns purple on skin yes. contact. Yes. And that's like, a, I think a good like indicator for Kel, like she could murder you right now if she wanted <laughs> to. But because you can't you you can't move you're paralyzed so if she was going to kill you you'd be dead yeah uh yeah so um that's crazy uh i love that uh let's see before i move on to this next part um yeah so anything else about the fight scene that was like it was like a good scene and then we learn about the paralyzing and the purple blood and all that did anyone ever get that physics book because again, if I told my mother that I was going to get a physics book and I came downstairs and I didn't have a physics book, <laughs> like she would is know that immediately. what Cal says or Juliet? That Cal, Cal is like, Mom, I really have to like, you know, everyone's grieving, but I have to go get this book out of my locker. And then she just comes back downstairs. La 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 la. I assume. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Uh, we we actually get to see Apollo and Eleanor meet up in a bar. I thought they had some good chemistry together. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's right. And um, Eleanor, uh, you know, when she was in that other dude with the stall, and she didn't kill him, she sort that of was, like that was when I learned. Th- isn't the show implying that that's like her weekly redneck guy that she goes and sucks his blood every week or something? Because she was like, see you next week. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're saying. And it was interesting because she seems like a stone cold killer, but she left him alive and yeah. leaves him alive every week. 
That is interesting. Do you think she's like a just like a fun character and she's not even that evil? It's possible because she was all like, hey, Apollo, have you ever hooked up in a bathroom? So I, maybe she's going to like suck his blood in the bathroom what? and maybe not kill him. I don't know. So do you think a, it doesn't seem like Apollo suspects at all the way Cal initially suspected with Juliet? I think he does, though. I think he was playing oh, really? it cool. Yeah. Okay. Because Cal was like, oh, you like feel the hair, hair stand up on the back of your neck, you know? So I think if he's like a true legacy monster hunter, like maybe he knows and he just wasn't letting on. Ah, okay. All right, we'll see. Uh, I loved when we saw the the moms and the daughters and the principal meet up. I thought this was a really fun way to kind of conclude the episode. Um, they, they're all getting in trouble. Well, the girls are getting in trouble for being on the roof. Um, and they decide to protect each other um there was a little bit of a weird vibe between uh cyrus and and juliet's mom margo if i'm not crazy do they have some, some sort of a deal going on like does he know some sort of weird like mind thing yeah oh maybe that was happening them. i don't well i don't know it was like she was it, it like they were like somehow just like on the same page telepathically almost or maybe, maybe she, she was, was doing the green thingy to him i wonder Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, so Cal's mom, Talia, immediately picks up that, like, Juliet is the vampire, and, you know, obviously probably her mom is. I love how the moms just told the principal that, like, how he was going to handle the situation. Like, No, I was getting a little, like, oh, <laughs> yes, mommy. <laughs> That's why everybody's shipping them. That's why, because we're all like, yes. Mommy, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Best part of the entire show, actually, I would say, is moms. <laughs> I hope they do get a little more time because they are the the fan base is really loving Talia and Margot. <laughs> yes, and so as as part of the fan base, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, the fan base. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Cal tells Juliet she couldn't keep her eyes off her and Juliet's like all I wanted to do was kiss you and I was like ooh, ooh, ooh. it was like <laughs> kind of romantic um again and then, I I just I don't but I didn't see Cal not wanting to take her eyes off Juliet like again I just I don't buy it but sorry not to beat a dead horse but <laughs> I'm not feeling the chemistry yet Maybe we'll get more of that later if they spend more time together that doesn't involve fighting or kissing. Maybe, or maybe more fighting and kissing. I don't know. Erin, <laughs> you're like, no, that's not what I meant. No, not at all. <laughs> that's the opposite of what I meant. Like, what just, are you talking about? <laughs> just make the moms kiss. I don't, I don't care what else happens. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, we can yeah. only dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Juliet asked her, like, would you still have staked me if I didn't fight? And then Cal, I think Cal lies here when she says, yes, I would have staked you. Yeah, me too. Um, but apparently Juliet knows she's lying because she can hear people's heartbeats. Yeah. Isn't, yep. this, isn't, isn't this a Twilight thing too? The vampires can like sense people's heartbeats and tell where they're lying or am I crazy? I never read Twilight. I watched the riff tracks of the first movie. <laughs> Erin, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't even know what riff tracks means. 
it's like it's almost it's like mystery science theater 3000 uh, it, and I, it might even be the same guys i don't know but it's it's um, the movie with commentary but i've never actually sat down to watch the movie like yeah i'm gonna watch twilight today <laughs> <laughs> the movies are terrible. I hope people don't hate on me for this. I think the movies are terrible. I love Kristen Stewart. I'm all I'm on the Kristen Stewart fan bandwagon. I'm just yeah. give me Kristen Stewart and Charlie's Angels. Kristen Stewart of Twilight. I don't need to watch um that. And I don't feel like it's because it's the it's a straight relationship either. Although it doesn't help. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it just came out. You know, I was I was uh, uh, I'm hitting 40 I think I was not the age range for Twilight so I just haven't never read it never really saw any of the movies or anything but it wouldn't surprise me like a vampire if they were like being able to pick up on someone's heartbeat because it's like their lunch I don't know blood pumping <laughs> machine yes that's yeah. bad. <laughs> well you know when she doesn't have like her blood pills she gets all like woogity and she can right. like you know the lighting gets all red and it's like yeah and then she's all like the show yeah they give us that red and it's like and then that music comes where it's like "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) and you're like oh she's struggling she's struggling they're telling us she's struggling right now i like that she's a terrible liar i think it's cute and it like humanizes her yeah yeah um without margot's mind control the principal never would have bought it yeah okay so we are so they did they use some mind control in the principle to get this something something obviously something happened there i don't know what yet but or or she's got some dirt on him okay Ooh. Ooh. i don't know that could be the case uh cal comes home and tess her ex best her ex slash best friend is there and her dad is there and everyone is getting ready to rampage uh, Julian's <laughs> family on Julian's family. That's when we learn that there are legacy vampires. That's what this family is. Something about the Garden of Eden or something. Is the show implying that they were the like they were there at the time of the Garden of Eden? I didn't quite understand that, so I didn't. I didn't pick up on that, uh, but. Would they have been in addition to Adam and Eve? I know, right. Is this Adam and Eve? Is that what the show's going to give us? Adam and Eve vampires? I I don't know. Makes sense? Well, I don't know if it makes sense at all. I don't know that it makes sense, but they're, it's, they're a man and a woman. You know? Well, ne- neither is named Steve. So <laughs> I have it on good authority that God did not make Adam and Steve. But I don't know if God made vampires. No, no Christian has yelled that at me yet. So I'll, I'll let you know if they do. Let me know. Uh, Talia says each and every one of Juliet's family members must die, and Cal's face is like even the hot lesbian one. <laughs> but then she ends, and then she's just like, uh huh. <laughs> and uh, we end the episode on that note. Uh, another like somewhat cliffhanger um because it really makes you uh, i don't know if it's a cliffhanger but it really makes you want to skip ahead to the next episode yeah and well i wonder if they're gonna do that every episode because yeah that was kind of with the first two i was like now i have to know what happens yep i'm wondering if they're using it as sort of like a mechanism to just keep people binging the series like 
it's it's two episodes in a row where I'm like, like you said, like I have to know, I have to know now what happens. Wait, do you think that Margot as a vampire can fight just like uh, Juliet and like Talia and all those folks? She's got vampire powers too. Maybe we get can get like a super hot mom fight and then afterwards they kiss. Uh, yes, I think that because if that doesn't happen, then this world is not right. Um, yeah, now that I, <laughs> now I'm like really excited for the rampage. Yeah, you know I want to have Talia and Margot fighting each other. <laughs> oh my god, I hope they do. Yeah, like okay, that they, like with Netflix, it's like okay, they already they already wrote this whole season it's already out there but like okay just uh I know it's gonna go one way it's gonna go how it's gonna go but if I don't get a mom fight I'm going to be severely disappointed I think they have set them up perfectly for a mom fight the way that they were talking to each other in the school it was like mm-hmm. a little flirty. Uh, we are I would be surprised if we don't get Margot and Talia throwing blows at each other right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah what did you think of the episode overall i i actually liked the episode two better than episode one i thought it was a great episode um you know i liked them both um yeah overall i really liked it uh i really enjoyed seeing a little bit more of the lore and just starting to understand like what makes the vampires tick what does a vampire hunting slash monster hunting family entail? There's like a whole system for that. There's like a council. So that that was interesting to see. Yeah, both sides, I think more on the monster hunters, um, we're getting a lot of references to like, you know, they're being given like envelopes with their instruction. You know, who's giving mm-hmm. them this? Who's running this world? You know, giving them their new jobs are supposed to be where like, is it uh, Apollo who's always like a trainer or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, man, oh, to be a workout instructor again or whatever he gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I, I guess I didn't think about that. If you just had to do uh, literally whatever job somebody told you. So like one week you're a fry cook, the next week you're a personal trainer, the next week you're a high school student again. Like That'd be kind of neat. I'm not going to lie. I would be into, like, I would enjoy, maybe not as a kid, but after you got to experience being a kid, I would love living with a family where we fought monsters uh, and just travel, you know, got to move every once in a while. And, you know, we didn't have to stick at each other. Can you imagine if you knew you were going to get paid no matter what, or that, like, you money didn't matter and you could just do whatever you want? Like, like uh, yeah. That background for you listeners, Aaron and I know each other because we actually worked together once upon a time. I don't we you and I would have acted any different I feel like you and I did not give two fucks when we worked together <laughs> no 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 well I mean I didn't wear shoes for like two years behind that desk <laughs> <laughs> but yeah imagine having like all kinds of jobs you could do whatever you want you can experience new things I'm I'm sign me up for being a monster hunter yeah yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> how can we do that uh, I think we'll have to find some supernatural groups to get in with first. Huh. Okay. All right. Keep your eyes open. Um, see if I what see do you, any I, Bigfoots. 
you know, I was talking to Ash a little bit earlier about episode one, and we both thought that the show was really well cast. Um, what do you think about how they've cast the show? I think I would agree with that. Like, I'm not an expert on casting by any means, but I, um, I think, you know, the acting seems pretty good, and I can believe everyone, you know, in their roles. Like, even, um, I would say, like, so far, the most probably the most one dimensional character is is Eleanor, and even she's like she's selling it, you know, like she's got the right vibe. She's making it campy. I'm like on her side, you know, and so I think it was. I I would agree with your assessment. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Another thing is like I like that the um, high school students don't look like they're in their thirties. Yes. 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 Yeah, Finn, Juliet, Cal, um, Smashly. Smashly. <laughs> they, they all look like kids. It's distracting, CW. I'm sorry. I love you. It's distracting when you have Luke Perry. I know this This is aging myself. You've got Luke Perry, who was like 57 years old on 90210, and they've never stopped doing that. They continue to cast old people for high school shows. I know. If you, like... I recently rewatched She's All That and you have like what is supposed to be like a 17-year-old femme fatale and I'm just like this is gross. <laughs> and there's really luckily I haven't seen any of that so far with the show. They you know, obviously they're, you know, they're much wittier than I was as a high schooler, but so far they they seem to be uh mostly age appropriate. The only okay, the only thing I will call out from this episode, I forgot to mention, I did think okay, Juliet leaves her cell phone and doesn't realize it until how much later in the episode. I was like, I don't even leave the bathroom without where's my phone? (laughs) Did I did I leave it with the shit in the toilet? I don't like I always I could never, you know, if I got stabbed, okay, and when I'm leaving the party, I'm going, make sure I have my cell phone. How did she get home? How did she get her home? Yeah, well, I wondered that too. Like, unless she she just walked, like she would have had to like call an Uber. It doesn't look like there's cabs going up and down the street and wherever the fuck Bel Air. I don't know. Is it, did they say that this was Savannah, like Savannah, Georgia? It's oh Savannah yes, somewhere. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was LA. <laughs> um, it looks kind of like LA. I don't know <laughs> if it is supposed to be Savannah. I'm looking this up. Like, it is. It is supposed to be Savannah. But is it Savannah, Georgia? Yeah. Because none of nobody has a Georgia accent. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Like they all sound like they're from, you know, you know, like you said, like LA. None of them said. I mean, I don't know. Uh, for the folks listening, if you've never been to Georgia, uh, it is uh, the Deep South. Maybe your next podcast should just be redoing the entire episode with the real, with the right accent. That would you really have staked me if you had known? No, I wouldn't. The worst monsters are the ones that look like humans and they they fool you because they're in the sheet. I don't know. You got that, Shug? All right. (laughs) Sweetheart. Well, bless Uh, your heart. Yeah, that is interesting is uh, not that's the the not realistic aspect if uh, except for the monster hunters since they're obviously relocating but uh, you know, at least the the high school kids the other friends should have some sort of some accent. (laughs) 
they were very pos- cosmopolitan high school kids. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear I didn't hear any mention of uh football or oh yeah, actually they didn't talk about football because Ben's like the quarterback, right? Oh, is he? I clearly Yeah, they, they, this is like a very progressive and I love it. You know, the you know, Ben is it, it seems like he's like the most popular guy in school and he's like a gay man. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. I do like that he's he's gay and nobody comments on it. In fact, nobody comments on anyone being gay, really, which is nice. In this world, it's like fully accepted and not a thing. Yeah. I feel like women loving women communities have been asking for this for a really long time. And I wonder if that's part of why the community has really fallen in love with this show. Well, I think, you know, it's sometimes hard to find things uh, with lesbian relationships. Uh a just in general but b that aren't just like horribly sad and tragic and so being able to see just like a high school show that's kind of campy that centers on a lesbian like two lesbians you know that's that's pretty awesome you're totally right um a lot of people have been talking about what great representation this is um that you know like you said it's not an issue and um yeah, I agree. It's really fun. Yeah. All I'll right. take well, I I'll take as I... much. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, any more thoughts there on the episode? No, no, no. I was just gonna reiterate, take as much representation as we can get. I think that our next step is like, I think we it's really great that we're getting this. Um, I, I'm loving it. I, I do think we still maybe don't have as much representation for like black lesbian couples um on mainstream shows or like you know, you do see, in my opinion, more interracial couples, but still not as many, um, you know, couples where it's like two uh, Asian women or something like that. So, um, but yeah, it, it, that's not to take away at all for this. Like this show is killing it representation wise, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode or on the series? Mm, just, you know, before you play with bees, make sure your EpiPen is handy. <laughs> um, or if you're a vampire trying to stay on the down low, uh, don't make it obvious that it's not bothering you at all, that you have a bee in your hand. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> tips for vampires. That's that's really the what I want to leave you with, is dating <laughs> tips for vampires. Okay, love it, love it. Erin, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me. I've had such a great time reconnecting with you and I've loved all your thoughts on the shiny, loving the scene work and everything about the show. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, that is the episode two recap for First Kill. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you are watching, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Uh, if you're listening, make sure you comment and rate and subscribe, however you hear podcasts. I am Amanda Costner, and I will see you back for episode three uh, with special guests, my wife Ro, and also Nika. So see you back for First Kill, recap of episode three. Coming soon. <laughs>